Welcome to the Lessons Learned from Donald Trump podcast. This thing is huge. It's the greatest, most outrageous, incredibly fun podcast on the internet today. It's all about the Donald, the most spectacular entrepreneur alive today. For entrepreneurs who also want to dominate their market and destroy their competition. I'm Steve Cypress, here with my co-host, Everett Farnell. Huge, Everett, I tell you, huge. This episode, now this episode is going to be bigger than any other episode. I mean, this one's going to just be fantastically, terrifically huge. It's, it's unbelievable. It's unbelievable how great this is. Not good, great. We're going to make this episode great again. We're <laughs> going to make it better than it ever was. All right, so we talked in the last, episode about tapping into the fear of your target market and if you are listening to this one you might want to listen to that one first because uh, you might be thinking like oh ah that's kind of you know i don't want to do that if so i let me save you 10 or 15 minutes right now just turn off this podcast and go back to twiddling your thumbs in your office wondering why you don't your phone isn't ringing so we're <laughs> going to help you here how to tap into anger of your market no matter what product or service you provide now, we'll start, as we always do, with the example, as if we need an example of this one, how Trump is tapping successfully, tapping into the anger of his target market. Now, in this case, his target market is Americans who have a, in various polls, it's around a 10% approval rating of their federal government. So there's a 90% of people in America are at the very least disappointed, and I don't know what whopping percentage of those are downright angry with the fact that no matter who they elect, nothing gets done, nothing they get promised gets done. Uh, these, these people, these, these government uh, workers, uh, you know, elected officials give themselves raises and great perks and benefits and have a great life, and yet they don't answer to the voters. They answer to their donors. And There's all kinds of anger going on that Trump has tapped into and will continue to. But let's bring this to, or unless you want to start by sharing with us uh, your thoughts on how Trump taps into the anger of his target market. Well, the, 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 the way, the most brilliant way I think he's tapping into it is self-funding his campaign. Because everybody has been pissed about lobbyists for 50 years. And it's getting worse and worse, and the anger's been growing and growing. And, you know, now, now you see references to it. Uh, you know, you see references to, to in everywhere, to uh, you know, in comedies and I, I saw a skit the other day where where it was uh, they were uh, uh, it was uh, a skit about um, it was like the Sham Wow guy, um, except that Vince. Was the, yeah, it was Vince the Sham Wow guy, except that it wasn't him. It was a guy imitating him. But they were talking about lobbying and hey and hey, you want to get into you know you want to get into healthcare? Uh, no problem at all. Watch uh, some regulations keeping you out. And then he takes a big he takes a big chunk of money from a guy who's obviously an entrepreneur. <laughs> and he hands it to uh, to a guy who's a politician, and the politician like tears up the piece of paper that has the regulations on it, and he says, "See how easy those regulations disappear." Um, it's just uh, and so. I mean, it's hysteria. It's like it's it's so bad. It's like a joke. And now Trump comes along and says, "You know, they're all owned. Every last one of them is owned. Every person on this stage, except for me, is owned. I'm not owned. I'm paying for my own campaign." And people are going crazy. They're well, they're going crazy so far, and I agree, and I, I did mention that, you know, the, the, the fact that everyone's beholden to their donors. However, if you mm -hmm. ask me, all signs are pointing to that only uh, matters for the 
primaries. And if and when Trump becomes the nominee of a major party, he's going to start taking money. Uh, Signs are pointing to that. I'll give you one sign that points. We're getting a little off topic of how this can work for small business owners, but I will say that one of the signs I see is that Trump is not not actually self-funding his campaign. He is lending money to his campaign. So he is charging his campaign for the use of his private plane. He is... He is lending his personal money to the campaign, which tells me that he's going to, at some point, expect or ask for that money to be repaid to him. And who would that be repaid from? It would be from taking the other thing is he's constantly saying how against his nature it is to say no to money coming in. I just think all signs are pointing to the fact that he's going to just say, you know what, I am going to take some money. And I think to what you're saying is I wonder how that's going to play out, because he has tapped in to this huge amount of anger that everyone's beholden and everyone's got to pay back all their political favors. And I wonder if and when he does start to take money, what the possible backlash could be, because that's going to put him into the same cesspool along with Hillary Clinton. I, I don't think, see, here's, here's, I think Trump is being astute and, and, you know, like you said, we're getting a little off topic. But, uh, but he's, he's being astute and he's using an old marketing gimmick called the, uh, called the split or the switch, the flip, where it, it's the same thing that they do where, you know... I, I love how you say it's a marketing gimmick, but it's really much more known as a con game. It, <laughs> but it, it, but it's, uh, it's lose weight while you sleep, right? So you get the pills and you get the gook and you get the stuff and, you, and it's lose weight while you sleep as long as you eat a 1,500-calorie-a-day diet, run three miles a day, you know, ten, and, and get back from your run, take a shower and go right to bed, then you'll lose weight while you sleep. And don't forget to take our goose and drink it, and you know. So it's uh, uh, you know it's 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 the flip. So he's he's I'm self-funding. Okay, great, you're self-funding. He's self-funding. But then when he gets the nomination, and you know, whatever, whether somebody thinks he's going to get it or not, I, I you know, whatever point. But once he gets the nomination, of course he's going to take campaign contributions because uh, you know I mean it's it's hundreds of millions of dollars anymore to run a campaign. Could he do it? All right. So since we're recording this in late yeah. March, at the time where he the nomination is still up for grabs, so we don't know if and when that's going to happen. Let's turn already to how a small business owner, just a regular old, you know, brick and mortar or contracting or professional, can can. And I say, you know, just, but I don't mean just. I mean I revere and love and respect small local business owners more than anybody. If you can't tell about me, so I don't say just because I love us. I am one of us. And how can we tap into the anger of our market? I mean, come on now. Let's say I am a uh, plumber. I mean, what kind of anger does my market have? All they got is they woke up in the morning and there's brown sludge dripping all over their uh, kitchen floor, and they're like, you know, running for their iPhone, their smartphone, or their yellow pages or something. They just want to see who's the closest and who's coming by and fix my sludge. I mean, what anger do they have? An on-time guarantee, Steve. That one's easy. Any of the contracting businesses, the anger is that, is that there's not a contractor in the world who shows up when he's supposed to or that, uh, 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 or, or that shows up at all. I, well, I mean, now you you've hit the nail on the head. So what, what we really mean by that, dear listener, is the anger is not in general or directed at you. The anger could be 
at past experiences with others, yeah. and you want to tap into that. So you want to, yeah. everyone right now that's listening ought to be nodding ahead and go, yeah, because every small business owner I've met and helped, which is tens of thousands over the last 40 years, says the same thing. Oh, yeah. Or they point to the guy with the big yellow page, and they go, yeah, but that guy's a crook. But that guy does crappy right. work, and I have to go in and clean up all his messes after him. They're always jealous and miserable at the good marketers. Because they know that, they, or, or anyone that, that does, quote, shoddy work or whatever, well, tap into that and understand that that's what your target market's thinking. By the way, there's a little bit advanced, but with plumbers, it doesn't mean I, as a homeowner, might never have called a plumber before. But I have called an electrician. I have called a, 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 a landscaper. I have called a, a refrigeration repair guy. I've called somebody who has done all the kind of things that you want to market against. They've shown up late, they smell of smoke, they play loud, mm -hmm. obnoxious music, they have, you know, scaring my kids. I'm wondering if I can go to work and have them come when my wife and kids are at home. That scares me. Like, who are these guys? Like, that's a, uh, and I can be downright angry with being ripped off by a former contractor. I mean, you've got to tap into these things, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and that's exactly <clears throat> um, uh, that in, in everybody's market, I mean, obviously it'd be impossible for us to go through every possible market. But everybody, everybody hears something from their customers, right? So, uh, uh, so we'll go from a, a bigger business, but still, um, uh, you know, a bigger business point of view. Um, my wife walks into Publix the other day. Now you probably don't know what Publix is, uh, uh, Steve, but it's a well. Let's just say a supermarket. Right, it's a supermarket. It's a re but but the reason I picked them in particular is because their entire focus is on customer service. They're incredible. They're, they, everything they do is all about customer service. They take stuff. If you buy something at a different grocery store and take it to them and they don't even stock it, and you say, I got this here, and I, they'll take it back. They'll take it back and they'll refund your money. Anything, so we'll say that Publix really, is like the Nordstrom of supermarkets. Right. They're, they're amazing. Right? So, um, uh, uh, so my wife um, calls the, the, the office because somebody was rude to her. At the uh, at public, and uh, she calls him and she says, um, uh, maybe the manager, I don't know, but anyway, she calls and she says, listen, I, I got to tell you, I, I wouldn't even be calling if it was Walmart, but the reason I come to Publix is because everybody's so nice and because you guys are so amazing and everything you do is so great and you know we pay a little extra but we love you guys and that's why we well come now to see you. now you just said but I was going to break in and say that because here's the point and I, I of course I want you to finish the story but everyone understands that any store compared to Walmart is more expensive. So for business owners out there thinking, you know, man, i got to compete on price. That's how I get a customer. Oh, You're yeah, doing that. Bullshit. You know, yeah. big mistake. People are, are willing to pay more for something they want, especially if you do this. And now I'll have Everett finish the story about how you can tap into well, the anger. Everyone's willing to pay more for that. Otherwise, Walmart would be the only store in the world, wouldn't it? Or Goodwill would be the only store in the world. So <laughs> exactly. pay attention. Not everyone is driving a Hyundai Kia. Not everyone is shopping in Goodwill. People are willing to pay more for more value, and one way to get them to do that is not to paint the rosy picture of, hey, we have more value and we're nicer, but it's to do what Trump does, is to tap into the anger. So now well, that's, I can't wait to hear the end of the story of how Publix did it. Well, I mean, that's exactly what Publix does, is by, by uh, uh, focusing on that extreme customer service, they tap into the anger of everybody else who has shitty customer service. 
So I'm pissed at Walmart because they, that guy was an asshole to me. I'm pissed at Winn-Dixie, which is another regional chain, because that guy was, you know, it stunk when I went in there and that guy was an asshole to me. But Publix is always nice. So I go to Publix because fuck them. Pardon my French. That's, you know, I mean, that's what, that's what they're doing brilliantly. Anyway, to answer your question, the end of the story is the woman never, every time my wife has gone in there from that moment on, she's never seen the cashier again. And she goes in at all different hours, morning, noon, and night, Never seen the cashier again. They probably, they almost for sure they fired her for being rude. Um, well, and now like, what does that do? So your wife came home that first day that she had gone at the same time as always and seen the same cashier as always, and did she come home and mention the fact that, like, hey, guess what? I think my phone call got through to them she, because she uh, I don't think that cashier's there anymore. She, she did, and she actually, uh, 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 to be honest with you, she actually appreciated it. Uh, well, I was now. This is a this is a another topic, but I guess we can throw it out there. Is to welcome customer service issues. Again, this sounds contrarian, which everything about how Trump succeeds is contrarian. It's so contrarian, it's along those exactly. lines, and certainly everything I teach and everything every ever teaches goes against modern thinking. We're not saying purposely cause customer service issues, but a customer service issue call is a sales call. Treat that as Absolutely. an opportunity to get a customer for life. If you take oh. someone who says, you know, I could go to Walmart for crying out loud, but I'm especially coming to you and I'm willing to pay more because you're nice, and now suddenly you, one of your people was rude to me. You can, you can say, oh, well, uh, we lost somebody, or you can take that as the opportunity to say, ma'am, that will never happen again, and here's a free coupon for a free whatever, 10% mm -hmm. off your next visit or something. And, like, now how many people is she going to tell that this was her experience, and now how much even better is the reputation of that store only because, again, you don't root for it, you don't cause it to happen, but when it does happen, because invariably everyone gets customer service issues, turn that into a positive and watch what it, happens. It's even, and it, it even bound the, uh, uh, it's bound my wife to that public, to that particular public, even more. So not just public in general, but even that particular store. Uh, along those lines, I, I haven't been watching the time. Do we have time for uh, this? This is not, you know, our, this is a story not about our basic thing, but about that customer service issue that we were talking about. Um, well, we're we just about out of time, but I wanted to give one example of how Trump did this in a very controversial way. Is he said, you know, hey, uh, that rabble rouser here in the rally is causing trouble. Go ahead and beat him up, and I'll pay your medical bills. So <laughs> that, right. now that we were not, that didn't work. So he he stopped doing that. But uh, right. he was—he instinctively was trying to turn that negative into a positive. Into a and positive. Say, not only do we not not welcome those rabble rousers, but I'm all—I got your back. And instead of I can't give you a ten percent off on your next uh, grocery order, but I'll pay your medical bills if you get in trouble by doing what we all want, which is getting rid of the rabble rousers. So that one didn't work. For, you know, not everything Trump does works, which is actually another. Uh, topic for another episode, but yeah, we're 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 almost out of time today, so I do want to hear your story. Okay, well, there's a, I, I don't know if this is all over the country or not, but this is another chain restaurant called Country Kitchen. It's like a little breakfast chain, and uh, or, I'm sorry, Cracker Barrel, not Country Kitchen, Cracker Barrel, and uh, uh, so it's it's like one of these places that's on the interstate. You get off on the exit, there's a Cracker Barrel everywhere, and they always they got a little store there, and you come in and you buy overpriced crap, and then you go have some eggs and something. Um, anyway, so I'm, I'm, my wife used to like the place a lot, so we go buy a place, we sit down, we have, and the, the entire experience was horrible. There was like this, uh, you know, couple of waitresses who didn't like each other or something, and they're sniping back and forth in front of the diners, and 
you know, and then this, and then one of the waitresses is bitching about this person. It was just a horrible experience. So, uh, so I call in. I, I, you know, I mean, I, I call. I said, look, this, you know, I um, normally I don't like to waste the time to do this, but you know, on the other hand, there's sometimes we do have an obligation to try and improve things, you know, for other people, um, especially when it comes to you know when it comes to businesses. We like to, uh, you know, we, we like to help the business get, get, get clean themselves up a little bit. So I, I call in to the to the um, uh, to the place and tell them you know to the, the the corporate office and tell them look this happened give them the whole story and uh, they said okay well thank you for calling and uh, we'll be back in contact I said okay beautiful right um, so I'm thinking you know maybe a call from the district manager maybe a call from the general manager or something I get in the mail a 10% off coupon and I thought to myself the fuck it 10% off another shitty experience no thank you. And I called them up, and I said, what, what is this? And they said, oh, yeah, we have your thing, and we sent you out a, a, a coupon. Maybe it was a free meal or something. We sent you out a coupon for a free meal. That we're and I said, it wasn't the meal that was the problem. It was the atmosphere and the people there. They sucked, and the waitresses sucked. They were arguing. And, and they said, oh, well, that, and I said, look, I don't want a free meal. I want a call from somebody who will assure me that this will never happen again if I go into your restaurant. That's all I want. I, I don't want your free meal. I'll pay for a meal. I just want to know that I'm not going to have this experience again. I want to be reassured I'm not going to have this experience again. Well, there's a lesson you know, again, and, and, and no, you're, no di- I'm, I'm get- you're no different than other people, that it's not all about that you just have the cheapest price is how you get business. Here's somebody saying, I don't even want the free meal if it's another experience like I had. I'm willing to pay, but I want the experience that I want. Right, and nobody ever called, by the way, and I never went back to the restaurant. <laughs> but... Uh, I figured, uh, I had a feeling that was going to be the, the end of that story, because instead of, and now that, that's more of a story about all of Trump's opponents that he's one by one made mincemeat out of uh, right. over the past few months, is they were not willing, and some of them said it right out. There's still one in the race, this governor of Ohio thing, who mathematically is eliminated <laughs> and for some reason allowed to keep continuing. I mean, that's like, if I'm down 10 nothing, it gets to the bottom of the ninth inning, and I strike out, I get to what? Play a 10th and 11th inning? Like, I have no chance of winning. The game's over. But this guy, because he has donors throwing money at him now, he's allowed to continue. But he keeps saying, oh, no, I'm not. If he listened to this podcast, he'd listen to every episode and go, I refuse to do that. I refuse to do that. I'm not doing that. I'm not doing that. I would rather. I mean, this guy ought to be so embarrassed. He barely won his home state. I mean, by a few percentage points, he squeaked by in his own home state, and he lost. Well, all 30 other elections there have been or something. I mean, give me a break. Do you want to do that in your local business? Do you want to say, oh, yes, Steve Everett, it all sounds good, but I refuse to do any of that? Then go ahead and be like that guy and only get business from your relatives or something and lose out on every other possible bit of business there is. All right, enough of the rant. We are at at the end of today's episode. We have talked in the last two episodes about tapping into the negative emotions of your target market. I'm going to switch a little bit here and talk about how brilliantly Trump taps into positive emotions of his target market, and we're going to talk about that in the next episode. Absolutely, and and I'm really looking forward to it because we've had a couple of, uh, you know, negative emotions work very well, but, uh, but what creates the glue between you and your customers is what really creates the glue is the positive emotion. So the negative yeah, emotion. I'm going to go take a shower after the last two episodes of pure <laughs> negativity, although it works, 
And uh, I'm going to be very happy in the next episode. And, dear listener, not only are you going to be happy, but it's going to be huge. It's going to be bigger and better than ever. It's going to be the greatest episode of all time. Ever. It's for a long, long time. Ever. There's not going to be another episode on the, pot in, on the Internet at all that will be able to beat it, at least not until our next episode after that. Yes, it's not, it's not going to be low energy. No, no, never low energy. You've just listened to the most terrific podcast on the Internet today. If you want to be a winner like Trump, make sure you go listen to the rest of the episodes by going to LessonsLearnedFromDonaldTrump.com. And join us next time. Unless you like being a loser, some people do, I guess.